Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's say Paul, the fan. last pieces of bumper music were Bob Seger and I thought he must have died and I missed it and Tennessee is just waiting for me to bring it up and then I thought oh he's from Detroit and that's why you play it or was it neither reason I'm just you, playing for the heck of it oh because you played Main Street and then you played oh. Fire Light you played two back to back Bob Seger songs so like I say the way my mind was working but Bob Seger must have died and I missed it and you were doing an ode to I him. just scrolled through the songs oh. and I said oh Main Street looks nice let's play that one there was no rhyme or reason. No. Because okay. then I thought it was maybe, well, because I'm a you know, Lions guy, Detroit, and Bob Seeger's from Detroit. I thought that's why you were... I didn't even know he's from Detroit. He's from here. He's from Motown. I would have done Eminem. He's from Motown as well. Well, uh, time now for 534, brought to you by our friends at Casey's. Time now for five questions. Well, actually, three, but five sounds like more than four. Brought to you by Casey's General Store. Question number one. It's time now for the lowdown in Dinky Town. The Gophers men's basketball team overcame an 11-point first-half deficit to beat Maryland 65-62 yesterday at the barn. Minnesota has now won seven games in a row. It's the Gophers' first 3-1 and start in the Big Ten since the 2016-2017 wow. season. Elijah Hawkins had 10 points, 9 assists, and 6 steals. Uh, the Gophers' defense held Maryland to 32% shooting in the second half. Common, what sticks out to you from the Gophers' big win at the barn? Well, it's actually the past couple of wins they've had. Um, a couple of transfer portal guys that came. Hawkins, you just mentioned him. He's one of those 5'11 fire plugs who plays point guard. I, I, they also have a, a kid named um, uh, Mitchell. He was from Pepperdine. They're both junior players, and they're, they're transfer portal guys. And both have been contributing to the club mightily to this point. So, you know, we, we are, by the way, do you see, have you seen the Dr. Pepper portal commercial yet? I don't know if I have oh, or not. Just, I saw you tweet about it's it. It's brilliant. It's just simply brilliant. Where it's like a black hole is sucking college players away and one guy's hanging on to a... Uh, Light post. I was like, no, don't need We need you. We need our quarterback. And then he gets sucked into the trend. It's just simply brilliant. I love it. <laughs> but anyway, um, I, yeah, it's just, it's, it's fun to see. I, I don't know. You know me tend to be, I'm, I'm really not one to just take a dive into the deep end of the pool. I like to stick my toe in the water. It's nice. It beats the alternative. You mentioned it's the first three and one start since night. 19- since 2015 or 2016-2017 season. So, and I was really beginning to think, and, and it really wasn't an indictment on Ben Johnson necessarily. It was more just what we've talked about with the Minnesota Golden Gophers when it comes to the men's basketball program and the football team. And you just can't get the blue chip guys to come here. You never have. You never will. You get one or two every once in a while. 
You know, the football teams had some guys that have gone to the National Football League, but, you know, football, you need a lot of those guys, like like the helmet schools do. In basketball, the last time we had anybody, wasn't it Amir Coffee was probably our last big-time player, and he mm-hmm. stayed only because his dad was, was, a, was an alum of the university. I think that's the only reason he stayed. So it's nice, but I need to see more as we get deeper into the Big Ten. But you've heard me say this so many times. March Madness is fun. It's probably the best tournament of, uh, all due respect to Zach Halverson and the Minnesota Boys State High School Hockey Tournament. But, you know, it runs for three weeks and it's, you know, March Madness and there's upsets and Cinderella stories and and pumpkins and and, and glass slippers and all of that. But when 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 your local team isn't playing, there's not as much interest. When we went to that Final Four that we're supposed to pretend we never went to because of the academic cheating scandal, that's as much fun as I've had watching college basketball ever when we got to the Final Four. I, I'm not suggesting this team's got Final Four potential, but if they if they could continue to play like this and win three out of every four Big Ten games, they'll get an invite, right? They'll, they'll get a chance to go. So it'd be nice, but I'm, 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 I'm reserving judgment for a while yet. Question number two. <laughs> it's now time to take an in-depth look at the welfare of the wolves. Wolves had a 106-100 lead with three minutes and 53 seconds to play last night in Dallas, but they scored just one bucket the rest of the night. They lost to the Mavericks 115-108. Anthony Edwards scored a career high. Our game high, 36 points, excuse me. Kyrie Irving had 35 for Dallas. Luka Doncic added 34. Common, your thoughts on the Wolves blowing that late lead last night? Well, I, I read the gamer, Fish Rap Factory, Westside, Chris Hine, and it sounds as though um, Ant decided to take a three-point shot on a double team. That's probably not very smart. Uh, Gobert had some turnovers. Um, Big Meow missed some threes. He claims they were good looks. And sometimes that will happen. I did not see it. I don't know if they were take it. It seems like sometimes they it if if from some of the in, in the comment section it sounded like we just went down and sort of jacking up shots instead of working the ball around. And you know with Ant that does get sticky sometimes. He does like hero ball. You know, and we we talked about this a couple of weeks ago when when you start getting the national accolades like you do and people start talking about you know you're one of the bright stars of the league and you're a top 10, top 15 player, you have that written all over you and the team is going to be yours. You start believing that stuff. He admitted it himself. He said he started deciding that he was, he said, I just shoot all the time. And I don't know if that's always a good thing. I mean, it's hard to argue with 35 points, but sometimes it depends how many shots it takes you to get to that 35. They, um, this was supposed to be the tough part of their schedule is a 16 game stretch. I don't recall. I think you maybe have asked me in a five, three, four what I thought their record would be. I thought if they went five hundred, that'd be great. I'd like better than I think they're right about five hundred. So I don't know. It's it's. I've said this a few weeks ago too. We've already established they're a pretty good team. I, this isn't a small sample size anymore. When it's working well for them, when they decide to play defense, that was it. I saw something over the weekend after their second of the back-to-back losses. Finchie apparently showed them film of them being successful, right? Positive. I guess generally, after every game, he would just, they'd, they'd do their video review, right? And it would be things they needed to work on. 
he decided to take a different tact and say, look, this is what you guys can do. And apparently at work, because all the players raved about it, they said, yeah, it was great to see the things we can do when we want to do the things we used to do that made us good. So when they when they play defense like they're capable of and they move the ball around, that's what most really good teams do. When they When you have talent on your team and they have talent, and that talent is coached up to do it the right way where – you move the ball around. You don't get selfish. You wait for the best shot. If somebody's hot, you get him the ball. And defensively, you play like it's game seven of the NBA Finals. If you can give that kind of effort most of the time, you'll win a bunch of games and get a high seed. And then it's a chip and a chair and a chance. And all bets are off. So, uh, yeah, that's not a good loss because they look like they had it won and they just got outplayed in that last three, four, five minutes, whatever it was. But... I, I've got faith that the club's going to be fine as long as they bar any injuries. But then once we get to postseason, it's, um, there's four, five, six teams in the West that could win it, I think. And that's it for today's edition of Five Questions. Well, actually, three questions, but five sounds like more than four. Do you know where Jimi Hendrix was from today? No idea. Seattle, Washington. Let's do this. Let's take a break. We will come back. Uh, we'll talk a little distat lat. A couple of things for you. Casey's brought you 534. And they still have a special going on. Buy one pizza, one large single topping pizza, and get a second one uh, uh, half off using uh, the promo code BOGO. And Tennebee is uh, has a keyword for us as the cash contest is back. Yeah, the fan in the Big Ten Conference want to give you a shot to put a grand in your hand with our national cash contest. Just enter the keyword bank at KFAN.com now for your shot of winning. That keyword is bank. Enter now at KFAN.com. Radio app, The Fan. The world's toughest cowboys return to downtown St. Paul on February 2nd and 3rd for the world's toughest rodeo. See them at the XL Energy Center to catch all of the action and excitement as they battle it out to be crowned Pro Rodeo's world champion. Tickets are on sale now. Find out more info at KFN.com. Keyword calendar. Speaking of events, Tennessee, it snuck up, snuck up on me and I missed it. You know, it was Tattoo Fest this weekend. Oh, I missed it. I did as well. Was Rose in there? He should be. He has a tattoo, as does uh, Meat Sauce. I bet Chris Hockey's got one. I don't know. Oh, remember. yeah, plenty. Does he have plenty? Kovab one, do you know? I don't know. I don't think Big Ticket does. I don't think JG does, but I don't know. I've never asked him. I've never said, hey, do you have a tattoo or not? Um, you don't, right? I do not, know. I don't either. Um, if I were to get one, I'd narrow it down to two, two um, possibilities. Either a rat vomiting <laughs> or a blue, a Honolulu blue chainsaw with a silver chain on it. It's a Honolulu and then red blood dripping from it. And if I, if I did the... The chainsaw would do it right on my forehead. So those are those are my possibilities if I decide to ever go through. Every year there's one of those like wacky radio DJs that yeah, like makes a bet like if the Lions win the Super Bowl, I'm gonna get a tattoo of them on my behind. Yeah, yeah. That story will come out at some point. It will point. come out. Somebody will have yeah. it'll be the Lombardi trophy with a Lions logo and yeah. he'll have it tattooed on his posteriors exactly. Just because he really likes attention. What he'll do. Uh 
Tell me, it sounds like it's possible. If you, I don't even think you really have to read through the lines too much. I think Harrison Smith may have played his last game. I think it's very possible, yeah. Not just with the Minnesota Vikings, but in pro football. If, if you, there was a feature piece on it today in the Fishcraft Factory Westside where they talked to him after, and he's, I mean, he basically said he hasn't come to any final decision, but he was signing jerseys and such like that. He's an, He's a new father, and it might be the end of the line for him. He had a terrific career with the uh, with the Vikings. I saw the numbers, I believe it's something like 175 career starts. That's the most by a defensive back in the history of the franchise and third most of any defensive player. Um, 34 career interceptions. That's number two on the current list of players currently playing Former Viking Patrick Peterson is number one on that list with 36. Hitman was really, really good. And I mean, he still has some talent, but boy, he even said, I think if I if I read it correctly, and I don't want to put words in his mouth, but it's like just the challenge of keeping up with the youngsters, you know, because it's it is a young man's game, as we know. I mean, it's like they, they this league chews him up and spits him out, but he's played pretty well. And uh Metellus had a lot of praise for him. Said, man, he if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be where I am now. So he's been a leader on the defense. He's been a pro bowler how many times? Four? Five? Yeah, I would guess around six. Then. I mean, he's been a pro bowler a number of years. So uh, another vacancy to fill if he were to uh, to retire. You know, you'd mentioned, and by the way, we're going to hear from Kirk Cousins. Uh, he did a... Um, did he meet with the media today? And you said we've got like about a, it was like a 12, 13, 14 minutes. Harris, Harrison, by the way, six-time Pro Bowler. Six-time Pro Bowler. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't have to worry about that safety spot when he was there. Um, did you say we have a, a Kirk from a, a scrum from? Yeah, like the raw audio. Earlier today? Yes. Okay, so we'll have that. We're gonna we're gonna air that for you coming up uh, on the other side of uh, of the break. But you, you talked about how free agency is before the draft, right? Yes. So if the Vikings decide they want to go in the draft and let Cousins walk, then they don't get the guy they want, or whatever the case may be. It could create some some issues. I think though, if you've decided you're going to go in a different direction. I think that's just the risk you, you have to take, right? I mean, if, if you're thinking, you know, we want to find that franchise quarterback. I just, this competitive rebuild thing, I'm not saying you can't do it. It looked terrific last year. I didn't believe in it when they announced it. And after they went 13-4, and four, now they got bounced in the first round of the playoffs, which was, that's, I don't know if devastating is too strong of a word, but when you have a 13-4 and four record like you did and had all the things happen with J.J. and Kirk and and, and to lose to a, a, a just a, a mediocre Giants club at home was just, that's, that, that was an awful loss. But you were thinking, hey, maybe they can rebuild and contend. And it even looked that way after the bad start at 1-4 and four when they went to 6-4. and four. They won five in a row. Three of them, I think, under Kirk, or four of them. I think there were four and four when Kirk got knocked out. Then Dobbs won back-to-back games. And you're thinking maybe this competitive rebuild can work, but it's just really hard, I think, to... The only, the way it works, I guess, is if you are in a bad division, because you and I have talked about this before. I know that you have a better chance to make 
numbers-wise, to make the postseason in hockey and in basketball than football, because football takes 14 teams, hockey and and basketball takes 16. Well, basketball technically now takes 20. Yeah, they if take you want to include right. their little play-in okay, games, right. There's if, 20. if you want to count that. But I've always said, and this is just, you know, and again, my math skills aren't the best. I was born in Detroit. How we learned to count in Detroit is 0-1-1, 0-2, 0-3. But if you're in the NFC North, you only have to beat three teams to get to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. There's only three teams in in the NBA, and let's just go with the with the eight. But you're right about the play. But just even the eight, you just got to be better, one better than half the teams in that conference is all you have to do. To, to in in football, you just got to be better than three teams. Right now, with the competitive rebuild, it's going to be difficult. Detroit looks like I don't think this is a fluke. If you look at the way they've drafted the past few years and the position players, they, the, the skill position players that they have. And if you look at that offensive line, if it can stay healthy, that's a team I think that's got some staying power for a few years. Green Bay, they said it over and over and over again during the telecast. They are the youngest team to qualify for the playoffs since like 1970. They've got youth up and down. In other words, they've got players that are still learning the game and getting better as it goes along. And Tennessee, I would say Chicago looks promising, though they've got a really difficult decision to make. They, they've got the first pick overall, right? Yes. But they have to decide that they think Fields is the guy. If you're the GM in Chicago, do you draft one of the new quarterbacks or do you stick with Fields and use that, that first-round draft pick to either get another player or trade it to somebody else that's looking for a quarterback. Well, either way, we call it a good problem to have. Yes, it right? is. Like, if you think Fields is the guy, now clearly it can be wrong on it, but if you think Fields is the guy, you can get a haul for the number one pick. Correct. Where it's multiple first-round picks Correct. for the next couple of years, and they already have their own pick. Is that a, That's a top-ten pick, that's right? Probably, they're ahead of, they're right. ahead of the Vikings. Yep. Um, so they got two picks in the top ten, one at number one. If you opt to go uh, the Caleb kid for USC, and he... So you arguably arguably could have a franchise quarterback in Caleb Williams. And regardless of what you think of Justin Fields, someone would still give up a decent Absolutely. chunk for him. So you can Absolutely. still you can trade Fields and get multiple picks for that and still have your number 10 pick. And they have a lot of cap space still. They've had tons of cap space for the last couple of years. They're going they're, they're right now going into the season they are number 7 in cap space. They'll have 62 million dollars available. So they can screw it up. But they are that the franchise is in a great spot right now to do something with it. Do you agree with me then that when you look at the four teams in the North, you you would say the other three have they have brighter immediate futures yes, so than the, next the Vikings, two, three years, right? Yes, yes. I just don't think there's any question about. Which is another reason why do we go back to the Kirk route? Well, that's it. That 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 that's that's the other thing. You almost have to get that quarterback now. If you are the Chicago GM, you've seen enough of Fields. Do you stick with Fields and then trade that draft pick, like you say, and get the haul? Or do you say, I don't know, because Fields is a tease. A week ago, I probably would have said stick with Fields. Yeah. And then yesterday, what would you do? How about this from a Vikings fan standpoint? Would you let Kirk go and... Obviously, it's always difficult to trade in, in the division, especially right. with a franchise, potential franchise quarterback. Would you want to acquire Justin Fields? I asked you first. <laughs> if you're the Bears, do you stay with Fields or do you go? Do you try to get Caleb Williams instead? Uh, just a week ago, the Bears fans were chanting, 
Fields. MVP, yeah. MVP. Well, they're just to keep him. Right, right. And then it wasn't super impressive yesterday. He still takes a lot of sacks, which is the problem. There's the talents there. He has a load of talent. Clearly, he can run. He's one of the best running quarterbacks in the league. He could, he's got a big arm. How many years? He's is he relatively been? accurate. He just—it seems like this year two or he, three. He puts them in a bad position every once in a while. Where it's sack, and now you're second and eighteen. Is this year two or three? It's at least three. Might be four. See, and again, there there, uh, there are other extenuating circumstances. Tend to be what do you have around you? Do you have a good, you know? And he hasn't had he a hasn't whole lot. Had a lot. No, they finally got a receiver this year, yeah. in DJ Moore. Is the Caleb kid? Does everybody? This is year three, so he'll be going into year four. The Caleb kid is it Williams? Yep. Is he basically considered? I we know there are no sure things, but is he considered as close to a sure thing as you can get? Are people going this guy's going to be a stud or not? Because if he is, I think I go in that direction if I'm the Bears. I've seen it. I mean, Fields. It might come back to haunt you. Fields might go down as a combination: Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, and Tom Brady. But I think I would. I would draft him and I would trade Fields. Though you 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 know, you don't probably get as much for Fields as you do trading the first pick, though, right? Trading the first pick, you get probably more, right? Yeah, you would get for Fields because Fields is going to be due a contract at some point, mm-hmm. and you've you've seen enough on NFL tape where it's like, well, he might have something there that I'm willing to take a chance on, but I'm not really willing to go all in. And if I'm the Vikings, I mean, I Caleb has thought of higher than what your number one pick was last year. Okay, and. Carolina gave up a lot to Chicago to go get to go get Bryce so Young. He's, he's kind of considered a sure thing, this Williams kid. I mean, I don't as far know about as a sure goes, thing, but he's yeah, but I mean, higher as far than as, go, as far as sure thing. I know not sure thing, yeah. but I'm just saying everybody has stardom written all over yes. this guy. He's definitely number one pick. He's a highly thought of prospect. Yeah. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, I think I'd draft them. I think I would. Now, if I'm the Vikings and have a chance, you know, would I trade for fields? Well, I don't know because again, I don't know what to make of him. He's he's. I think he's a tease. You're some last week, like you say, you're thinking he's brilliant, and then I I I don't know. And then those guys that rely a lot on running. Now, now the GM there was not there when Fields was drafted, okay. so it's not the original GM right. that is committed to him. So that might you know maybe the GM wants his own guy as well. Well, and then. When you have a guy that runs like that, that's that's more of his strength right now, I think, than even his throwing. And you know what happens to those guys, Tenna? Knees get shredded. He had some injury issues earlier this year. Let's um he took a big hit yesterday. He did take a big hit yesterday. Yeah, matter of fact, I knew they were gonna take him off the field. They did. He only missed one play because his head snapped pretty hard off the turf. They brought him out and sent him right back in. Um all right, let's take a break. When we come back, we've got the uh, raw audio. Kirk Cousins met with the media earlier today. Matter of fact, not long ago. We'll play that for you on the other side of the break. See what the uh, the current, possibly former, starting Viking quarterback has to say. We'll do that next. Common Man program on the fan.
Cole on the fan. Hey, the 2024 TIAA Big Ten Women's and Men's Basketball Tournaments are headed to Target Center March 6th through the 17th, and tickets are going fast. For more information and to purchase tickets, head to KFN.com keyword calendar. As we get ready to bring you a pre-recorded uh, uh, interview, well, it's not an interview, uh, uh, Kirk Cousins, Vikings quarterback, met, met with the media, one of those scrums where uh, they just asked him a bunch of questions. It runs about 13, 14 minutes. We're, we're about to air it, but before that, to me, I, I, I had a text message from someone that said on our Brad on Brian KFN text line, uh, wondering if we've heard from Scotty from Potty, if we're worried yeah. about Scotty from Potty. And has anybody checked on him? I, tend to be, I mean, I, I like Scotty from Potty. He, of course, for people that don't know, he's the Philadelphia Eagles fan that has called in before to talk trash. While I, I guess I'm mildly concerned about him, I like the concerns I have are, are to things that are closer to home. I'm still worried about Jordan Addison's dog. That's why I still haven't heard about. We haven't heard about that. We have not heard if his dog's okay. He was having a life-threatening situation, and we've heard nothing since. I'm worried about Brody as well. I would worry about those two more than Scotty from Potty. Let's hear what Kirk had to say, Tim. You said this was uh, just a few hours ago, or maybe not even that yeah, one. When relatively exactly? recently, yeah. Okay, very good. Here's, here's Kirk Cousins. Yeah, it's been going well. Two months in now, no real curveballs uh, to speak of, which is an answer to prayer, and uh, everything seems to be up and up on schedule. So um, feeling good and just have to keep going and make sure that the next step in the rehab is uh, is on schedule. Kirk, we're just talking to Brian O'Neill, and he almost gets emotional talking about you. He said, like, there's so many reasons why he wants you back, a million or so reasons, <laughs> uh, personally and for the team. Uh, how does that make you feel? Yeah, um, uh, I'm not surprised in the sense that I know the kind of love that our teammates have for one another. So uh, that's a feeling that is mutual uh, back towards Brian as well from me and, and to many other people in this locker room. And, um, um, you know, we've been in it together a lot. You know, through a lot of ups and downs, and um, um, and so you know, we'd all love to be able to do it, you know, again and get back together again and try to make another run. He said at the beginning when uh, you guys were struggling, what really spoke to him was you brought up past situations where you know you might have started the season slow or right. something else happened, yeah. and that really calmed him down and yeah. really helped. Is that just you naturally, or do you feel like you know, as a as a captain, as a leader, you needed to do that? Where does that come from? Well. I think you tell you're telling yourself a message, right? Because when you face challenges, part of that is is uh, you're not immune to it, and so you have you have an, a, a voice to yourself of what do I need to hear, and then you realize I think my teammates would benefit from hearing this as well. But um, I've certainly lived my life, my football career, you know, and the way I handle my marriage, the way I raise my kids, I play for the long game, and you're going to lose some short games here and there, but. Um, I believe if you have the right habits, you do things the right way, uh, that, that you give yourself a chance to win the long game, and that's the game I'm trying to win. And, um, you know, I think there's still more up ahead to go get. Kirk, as you were yesterday sitting on the bench or sitting on the water cooler next to the floor and walking off, what all was going through your head yesterday? Um, not too much. I wasn't too introspective. I think I was just... Uh, uh, 
you know, thinking more in the moment about the game. You know, I was hurting for Nick because I thought once again he played his guts out and the last couple series didn't end the way we wanted, but uh, was proud of the way he played and the way he battled under duress all day and um, um, was probably more just focused on that specific game um, than anything beyond that. What's the most important thing to you as you ponder where you want to play next year? What a great question. What a great question. Um, I think it ultimately is about winning football games, and so that will be the most important thing, winning football games. Uh, with that, no one thing is in a vacuum. Usually you win football games because there are some other factors that are really important to me that are going to have to be there to be able to win football games. So it ultimately all ties together. The factors work together, but um, uh, I certainly believe we can do that here. What do you look for, Kirk, when you say you know a lot about this game now? You've been a long time, and you know it's not just draft picks yeah. that come in, all those yeah. things. What do you look for that dictates, hey, this is a contending team, and are they got the right people that can make the right decisions? Right, yeah, no, I think it's a long list. I think it's, it's you need great leadership, you need uh, uh, to stay healthy, you need to draft well, you need to sign some impactful free agents, even if they're not the, the, the big name free agents. It's amazing, the guy who gets signed several weeks after free agency started, who's on a league minimum deal, can become a piece that makes a major difference in a week 17-18 or a playoff game. So uh, you have to do all those things, um, and, uh, and I think that's why the NFL is so watchable and followable from February to August is because we all know, all of us know, that those decisions are a big, big deal, and it can be you know, exciting to follow. When it comes to the contract, uh, you know, like structure, it becomes pretty important as far as how this team can make it work. Do you expect to be more interested and involved in that the nitty gritty about you know, getting something done than before? Um, I think. Um, I'll let Mike McCartney do his job, and I'll let the team do theirs. I'm not going to force anything. Um, so we'll let the team do what they want to do. It's their club, and, and they'll make their decisions, and then we'll react accordingly. In this situation, uh, the term hometown discount comes up a lot publicly, at least externally, and I'm curious what your take has been historically on that and if it's something you would embrace. Yeah. Another really good question, Kevin, um, and one I've thought about pretty much my whole 12 years is, is that question. Uh, I do think it's important. Uh, to, to uh, be aware of. Uh, I think that God has blessed me financially beyond my wildest dreams. So at this stage in my career, uh, the dollars are really not what it's about. I had a coach who uh, I was with who was a younger coach at the time. This was back eight, nine years ago. And uh, I was before my first franchise tag. And we were talking about the situation and he made a great comment. And uh, he said, Kirk, it's it's not about the dollars, but it is about what the dollars represent. And I thought that was an interesting comment that he made. So there will always be some of that, but uh, to Dave's point, structure is probably more important. And how do you define structure? Everything that isn't the dollars. Okay. You know, so that stuff you, you also work through. Turkey, heading back into free agency here possibly for the first time in six years, how is your mindset approaching that different this time than it was 2018? Well, um, 
I don't know that it is too different. I think, if anything, I find myself really relinquishing it um, and just saying, well, you know, let the Lord lead. He's guided me this far. He hasn't failed me yet. I remember walking off the field my last high school game with no scholarship offers and just kind of saying, hmm, I wonder, I'm kind of walking off a cliff it feels like, I wonder what's going to happen next. And while it wasn't an easy path, it wasn't a red carpet, I watched the Lord arrange events to get me to Michigan State. And then Nick Foles signed and I thought, oh no, I'll never play. And then I watched events be arranged that not only did I play at Michigan State, but Nick Foles also played and became a Super Bowl MVP. And, and God has a funny way of kind of working everything out in, in His plan and His timing. And it's not going to be easy, but He gives you the feet to walk the path He gives you. So um, I watched it happening being drafted to Washington and saying I'm at a dead end to suddenly I'm starting my fourth year there and getting franchise tagged. And then I watched it happen coming here signing the contract I signed and looking that day saying I know most of you at the time didn't know my journey but I found myself saying how is this happening I mean I was the kid walking off the high school field with no scholarship offers so I continue to hold to that God's gonna have a plan and I'll trust him and it's more my job to relinquish things and not hold them so tightly and nothing has taught me that more than this injury of the importance of, of just letting go and trusting and um, and seeing where things go and doing your part, but um, seeing where things go. From a practical standpoint, with the injury, like how do you? How, that's a curveball that you haven't dealt with in free agency before. How will you address that with teams, or potentially with teams, or not, or that might do that, or what will he do? Yeah, I, I'm not going to try to sell myself, if you will. I think if if um, I kind of like to let people make their own decisions because I do think that uh, the league needs quarterbacks. Yeah. And if you're trying to talk yourself out of a quarterback, then I can't help you much. Um, the Achilles is going to heal, and it's on track, and I'm a pocket passer, and there's a lot of time before next season. So for a lot of reasons, it doesn't concern me. Um, but I'm, I can't, you know, convince other people of that. Then I, that's okay. When you talk about what the dollars represent, does that just mean how you feel valued by a franchise? Or yeah, I, I think I think it's inherent. You know, when when the coach said it to me, I didn't really need it explained to me. I understood what he meant in that moment. You know, when he said that. What are the emotions like for you? Just I mean, you've been in this locker room and alongside a lot of these guys today. Like, what are the emotions like? Yeah. Yeah, you deal with it every year. Some years it feels better, other years it feels worse. I think uh, uh, this was a unique year with the injuries and um, having not been in the fire as much as like, usually I'm in the fire 24 hours before. So um, difficult to articulate those emotions, but we're all aware of the way this league works and how this day always tends to carry with it a... Uh, uh, a sense of, of change or of a, of, a, of a reset or of a completion and I think it was important just to complete our circles as my college coach would always say and kind of finish this year strong the best you can and then know that a new circle now has to get drawn. Kirk, if, if they were to sign you and then drafted a quarterback in the spring possibly to just kind of be underneath you for a couple of years, would, would that be something you'd be open to? Would that affect your interest in being back here if that was a possibility they'd draft somebody? Yeah, I think, you know, every every year, in a sense, um, in my career, there's always that potential of a new quarterback being brought in, and 
they're always there's always a succession plan. I mean, I don't think you can do your job as a leader of an organization without saying what's our succession plan. What what do we have down the pipeline? That's just being responsible and due diligence. So. Um, you know, whether it was Nate Sudfeld being drafted in Washington, Kellen Mond, Jaron Hall, I mean, there's always going to be that dynamic of what's our plan moving forward. And, um, you know, the, the, um, the contract timing tends to be done in March, and then the draft is in late April. So you kind of do one before the other. And it won't really matter what, what happens in April because once I sign my contract, you know, that's done in March, and what's done is done. Uh, Kevin uh, O'Connell has been very clear about how he feels about you. I guess what, what does that relationship mean to you over the last two years? Yeah, Kevin's worked so hard. Um, you know, he's he's been throwing a lot of curveballs this year, especially. And uh, you know, the longer I play in this league, the more I have an appreciation for how difficult the job of a head coach is, how many hats he has to wear, how many departments he has to, you know, have a feel for, and um, how many people he has to lead. And and so, um, you know, as, as a young coach, he's done a great job, you know, handling all that and drinking through the fire hose, if you will. And, uh, um, you know, I would think we'll probably have some more conversations up ahead here in the next few weeks to uh, to just kind of continue to get on the same page and see where things are headed. Are there intangibles? You've got the, you talk about the dollars, you talk about the wins. Is there another intangible that's important to you to make a decision? Culture, players, that well, there's many factors. There's many factors, including that my kids, you know, love their their kindergarten. You know, so there's all kinds of factors. But uh, you, you know, you also have to remind yourself that if if it comes to it, I'll have to find a good kindergarten somewhere else. So it, you know, it's a uh, there's many many variables. That's the only reason why I bring that up. And uh, uh, you ultimately just uh, want to try to you know find a, a fit that makes the most sense, and ultimately that you feel peace about. I felt great peace and clarity. When I committed to Michigan State, I felt great peace when I arrived in Washington and saw the coaches I was going to get to work with. I, I felt great peace when I came here. And that's really what you're looking for this time around is, you know, where am I getting peace from the Lord and, uh, and then follow that. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I think they call them exit interviews when players leave for off-season. Once the season has come to its conclusion, win, lose, or draw. And Tenby, you can use this anytime you want. Only one team ends the season winner. Correct. Uh, it won't be the Vikings. They uh, they lose their fifth of six games. They lose to the Kitties yesterday uh, in Pontiac at the litter box. Kirk Cousins obviously asked about his future plans and very noncommittal. I mean, I'll leave that up to the team and I'll leave that up to my agent is basically what he said. Um, he did say he's made enough money in his life. He's been yes. blessed with more money than he's ever had. <clears throat> he's never taken a hometown discount, though. He, he never asked. It, it, uh, most famously would be Tom Brady, right? Didn't Brady almost always yeah. paid much less? I mean, if you believe Tom Brady was the best quarterback of all time, and you could make that argument, certainly with seven, not not one, not two, but seven big game Lombardo championship trophies um, in the trophy case. And, and he always took, and people always say, well, it's easy when, because I think his wife, his ex-wife was making more money than he was being a model. And so the, you combine those two, 
He's making don't, plenty off the field, yeah. too. And you, you combine those two incomes together, and it's um, it's pretty good money. I um, Then they asked him about the would you be annoyed if they drafted a quarterback to work under you. And he didn't, like, say, oh, would love it to teach a kid and bring him along, give him an opportunity. He was like, well... Uh, I'll have to sign my contract first before the draft, like you said, mm-hmm. and whatever happens, happens. So he didn't really embrace it, though he didn't say it would bother him, but it seemed more like these guys, we saw how bothered Aaron was by it. And, oh, by the way, I tweeted this yesterday. Isn't that funny? Last year, final game of the season, A-Rodge and the Packers had a chance, win and you're in, and they lost. <laughs> yesterday, Kev, uh, 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 Jay, Love. Jay Love had a chance to win, and you make it. And Jay Love got the team there. And he oh, really, oh I had somebody oh respond to that tweet and said, "Well, Detroit was better than Chicago is." And granted, yeah, I think Detroit was better last year in Chicago. But you're talking about a four-time MVP who's won a big game and is considered a surefire first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback who thinks he's really good. Mm-hmm. So to me, that. That's more egregious to lose like that than if they would have lost yesterday with Jay Love still in his first year. So, uh, yeah, but I think the Packers have their guy. I, um, any, any way you want to cut it, Tennessee, it's good to be Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I mean, he's in a good spot because if the team wants him, he can mull that over and say, I got the best wide receiver in pro. He did say winning was the big thing now. He seemed to indicate, yeah. he did say about the money, you know, ways to win. And they 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 prodded him a little bit, that very last question by whoever that was that said, what are some of the other intangibles? And then he brought up his kid's kindergarten, <laughs> which I think is important. And Aww. he did, he said, well, I guess I'd have to find a kids in another kindergarten if it comes to that. So that's not going to be his final decision. You know, he's not going to go, I decided not to sign with the Vikings because the, the kids don't really like their kindergarten teacher. So that won't be... I the, think it's more so like where can his wife find a job. Well... Right, they've been established here for now. I'm sure she's well-employed. Well, not only that, I think I read where Minnesota has one of the lower unemployment rates. So there's... there's People are being hired here. So you're right, that, that might not factor in. Uh, he's in a really good spot. He could... He it seems to like O'Connell. He does have a if if you if you believe this is one of the most complicated offenses in the history of pro football. That I mean, they were even going to the point where they were talking about it's so complicated that at the end of your drop back, you've got to be ready because that's when the guys start making their breaks and such like that. Seems a bit much, but again, it's been a long time since I laced him up back in the in the in the late sixties, Tennessee. So maybe it has changed quite a bit. But you look at the positives for him. He's got the best wide receiver in pro football to throw to. Plus, he's got another kid who would be Addison, who looks like he, he's got all sorts of talent. Gives you another option. If Hawkinson comes back quickly from injury, he should be back at least by, at the latest, I would think, midpoint of next season. Do we know he's got Justin Jefferson coming back? Well, that, well that's true. But, I mean, if yeah. just the, the positives he's thinking about. Offensive line needs some help. You don't know about the defense for sure. I guess a lot of it, too, depends upon who comes knocking on that door. Let's say San Francisco, Tennessee. There's always been this idea that Shanahan is, uh, not Shanahan, but yeah, Shanahan is in love with Kirk Cousins. And if San Francisco, let's say they went into postseason play this year, let's say in that, let's say that first game, 
they get upset in pretty struggles. Would would the 49ers think it's I need a different quarterback, I need Kirk Cousins? Then does he get an offer? And if you're Cousins, San Francisco looks more uh they look well equipped to to make another run at a big game where the Vikings do. So plenty of things for him to um to ponder and same with the uh the team itself. Uh, we'll take a break and talk about that. Also, there was a, there was it was a joyous day. I think Saturday in the Twin Cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul, historic moment. We'll talk about that next. Comment and program on the fan. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.